0: Welcome to The Arc Podcast, where we explore the art of how things work. Here are your hosts, the three key masters: Simon, Patrick and Paul. Welcome to another episode of The Arc. Uh, I'm Paul Lang. i joined by my fellow Keymaster, Patrick.
1: How are you going, man? Mate, I'm doing really, really well. Things are going well for me.
0: That's brilliant, especially in these times, my friend. Um, people today, Oh, firstly, if this is your first time here, uh, maybe you'd like to see more of this stuff, then uh, please consider subscribing, which you can see somewhere where you know, down the bottom left or right, and uh, there'll be a notification button there and an opportunity to also uh, just leave your email and if you want to be first on the list to hear when there's a new episode out. Today, we wanted to talk about cons- uh, consumerism and consumption uh, and... Um, especially in the context of what are you going to do when, you know, if, when things go wrong, but just generally also in life. What are you, you know, do you have some initial thoughts there, mate, before I, go, <laughs> before I go blasting off?
1: Well, you know, it seems to me that um, we're constantly being um, harassed and pummeled to buy things. And you look at most of them, you go, oh, that's a good idea. It solves a problem I haven't had ever. Never in my life have I had a problem with this, but that looks like a good idea to solve something that doesn't exist. So people buy it because it looks tricky. The reality is it's just something else to clutter our lives, clutter our homes. In fact, I was just thinking whilst we were waiting to come on that you look at a lot of the sitcoms and so forth on TV, the American ones in particular, and their homes are absolutely chock-a-block full of little things sitting on the shelf, not quality wine and spirits like I've got or great music or great books but just rubbish sitting on the walls sitting on the shelves and that's what I see all the time and I think it's because people are just trying to fill a hole in their life if they buy something they'll feel better it gives them an endorphin hit the trouble is Paul when if should everything go to the crapper what are you going to fill the hole with because you're going to have a bigger hole trying to just survive let alone thrive Mm-hmm. So, I would think that it's a, it's about time we start looking at how we can become fulfilled from within, rather yeah. than fulfilled from without, with crap and garbage, yep. tinsel and and glitter and stuff. You know, it's just of no value.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. You know, and the, that that that. Um, we have we have that we have that, that endorphin rush when we buy stuff or a lot of well, I think everyone does some more than others. Um, and the trouble of the trouble part of the trouble is that we are constantly bombarded with b- calls to action to buy stuff. Um, we when we're online anywhere we're online, we're retargeted with messaging whether it's via the Facebook Pixel or via Google or whatever else, which are feeding into advertising networks, every website, every app, everything that you go on, if there is advertising there, then you're going to be bombarded with stuff you've looked at in the past. Or as scary as it gets, if you have any any form of AI in your house, like Siri or Alexa from Amazon or Google's Home Assistant, and this is not some crazy theory, I've, 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 I've experienced it. You can be talking about something to your partner, another person or whatever. You could be out in the pub and your phone could be picking up on this because they have those assistants there as well. Something you've never talked about before, because this is the way to test it. Something you've never talked about before. And somewhere between a half hour and six days later, Provide and, and and considering you'll never speak about it in that period again, you will be targeted with a message with a, a, an advertisement marketing message about whatever it was you were talking about. I've I've yep. done it. I saw it previously. Someone else said that it happened. I like, okay. I'm going to I'm going to test this, and I tested it, and that's what happened. So we're bombarded with stuff, and you know you can be talking about something and you get bomb, Oh yeah, I'm going to go and buy that, and it's whether it's it's just the, sort of the new form of the the impulse buy at the checkout, you know. Um, but there's a there's a more I'm gonna say diabolical necessarily, but there's a there's a there's a darker side to all this as well. And that is that we just buy crap. We buy by crap, and by crap I simply mean not the stuff that we just don't need, right? I mean stuff which is just of lesser quality. Absolutely. You know? And it doesn't matter whether it's clothes, appliances, furniture, food, beverage, whatever. You know, oh, that's a good deal. We're going to buy that. No, 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 no. Why don't you not buy that? But because you're going to consume more of that, why don't you just buy, pay a bit more, buy quality from someone else? You know, whether again, doesn't matter what the genre is. And here's the other thing about it, right? And this also, especially, comes to what we talk about with the arc and plugs straight into all the different types of members of our community. When you buy. Better quality, the high, you know, the lower quality stuff we all know comes from places like China, Bangladesh, uh, India, Brazil, wherever, because they have the low income workforce to do it. As opposed to the car industry, we know that was a lie, but, you know, just in the general gadget shit and clothes and whatever. But if you buy a higher quality product, there is a higher likelihood that you'll be buying a product made in your own country. Or, and or even in your own state, possibly your own region, and even possibly your own community. You know, you're thinking of uh, community farming and 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 people who have certain skills, dressmaking, whatever, in your own community. There's a high likelihood you'd be buying it low, very locally, supporting your local community, supporting your local region, state, or country, as opposed to offshoring everything to, you know, wherever and it doesn't matter i'm not not coming down uh race race (laughs) in any country it's just we need to you cannot you cannot help people if you're weak and you cannot help people if you're poor and we have been um dismantling our strength and our health as nations in every country for a very long time by doing this offshoring so um you know what what are you going to do like like you said, you know, if, if if the crap hits the fan and this stuff ain't available, what are you gonna do? And you've still got that hole that you feel you
1: need to fill by hmm. buying or consuming something. Because when the when the you know when it hits the fan, you're gonna have a bigger hole to fill. Right? Uh, psychologically, I mean. If hmm. if you're not fulfilled from within that and you're relying on the externals to make you feel complete. If, if it all goes to the crapper, you're going to be in a really bad state. Forget about supplying food and so forth. You're just going to emotionally and, and psychologically collapse. You're not going to have the strength to get through whatever may be coming. And I stress may be coming. Hmm. Um, I feel it is, but I'm not a pundit who can give you dates or or even pretend to know what's going on at the highest level. I just get the sense that there is something Completely and totally wrong, very wrong with what's going on in the world at the moment. But we need to consider also when you've raised about six issues, which are about six different videos.
0: We have to come back and do each of them then.
1: Yeah, um, but one of the issues you brought up was 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 nourishment. Now, when I look at what's on the shelves at the supermarkets, and they all look beautiful, the trouble is. They don't have the flavour and they don't have the nourishment. I'm talking about fresh food and vegetables, Mm. fresh fruit and vegetables, etc. They don't have the nourishment or the flavour that they had back in the 30s, 40s, 60s even. I remember apples tasted different. I remember strawberries were bright red and lush and soft and sweet and syrupy. Now they're white and crisp on the inside. They look fantastic sitting there as whole pieces. Great. And might as well be wax as far as I'm concerned, because they don't have any nourishment or any flavor, any colour. Uh the texture's wrong. They go crispy you and know, they go crack in your mouth instead of just squish and 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 releasing all that beautiful syrup. We need to go back to we need to start looking at heritage seeds and heritage vegetables and fruits. And and I think that's something we can put on a link to our website where we can get these heritage seeds from because Okay, you might get tomatoes that have black spots on them from the sun. or you might get apples that have got spots on them or they have a, they're not quite the right shape, they're not perfectly shaped. But man, they taste a whole lot better. I had some some tomatoes recently that from a friend who were heritage seeds, and they were just sweet and rich and beautiful and firm and just gorgeous to eat. Not the stuff you get from the, the supermarkets. And, and, you know, we all know that apples, for example, they can be 12, 18 months old. They've been in cold nitrogen storage for that long. Yep. Um, so, and and they're from overseas. Why are we buying oranges from overseas, for example? You know, a lot of the, the farmers here were tear, you know, tearing their, their, their trees up because we're getting it from South America and California. Why? Why are we doing this? I don't understand it. But well, we my point be, is we don't but, have the nourishment we used to have.
0: Yeah. Well, it's not like they have it over there either. Like, let's be honest, yes. like, where we're getting the stuff from, right? Um, and I, 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 it's beyond me why we're indeed buying fresh produce, certain fresh produce from overseas. Like fish. You, you'd think with a country the size of ours, we would not have to import fish, right? Right, But... I can't remember the number, but it was well up around 90%. My, my uncle, uh, he's now retired. He's over 90. Uh, he was working with the Queensland fisheries. And I remember uh, saying, you know, I don't remember the exact number, but it was wrap re- around the 90% of fish is imported into Australia. 90%? Something like that. Some some huge number like 90%. Like, don't, don't Don't get me on the number, but it's around that mark of fish sold in Australia is imported. Imported. Why? Right?
1: Maybe I mean, because those big patrollers from overseas are, are scraping the hell out of our waters.
0: Could well be. I mean, like it's not like we don't have a big enough bloody uh shore coastline and, and <laughs> what's that about? We have no fisheries industry all of a sudden. Um and that's just shocking and then you know things uh, beef and, 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 and lamb and all sorts of stuff that we import and I wonder why you know uh, I remember when I was a kid that fruit and vegetable was seasonal. and sure. when I moved to Europe back in the mid 80s um, it was you still you know in Australia it was seasonal and in Europe it was seasonal but it wasn't much after I moved there it was like late 80s, early 90s. All of a sudden in Europe, all year round, you can get anything, pretty much anything, because they're importing it from wherever. And people used to hail how wonderful it was to be able to get whatever food you wanted to be able to get at any time of the year. But here's the thing. You know, Europe has very cold climates in northern parts, less so in the southern parts. Australia has a variety of climates because we're so big, and Americans same. The type of food you could get before all of the, you know, ability to move stuff around the way they do now, the type of food you were restricted, let's say, quote, unquote, restricted to being able to purchase was in direct relation or correlation with the type of weather that you had in your region and the type of food that you needed to get through that. That period, yeah. right? Thus, you know, you'd have wintry dishes and summer dishes and all the rest of it, right? Now you could be eating borscht in the middle of summer if you really choose, and, um, you know, you could be having a an avocado and iceberg salad with a twist of lime and some shrimps in the middle of winter. I'm just saying, sorry, whatever. Yeah. Um, And it's there's something fundamentally screwed up about that. Not so much that, you know, people shouldn't have choice. It's just there's something fundamentally screwed up about the, the idea that we should be moving food around the world. And the irony is it's not being moved to the places where they're starving.
1: It brings to mind something else too, and, and you may be able to answer this better than me. But when you you mentioned that that they're bringing food from all over the world, if we go back to our previous... Um, uh, areas such as uh, the, the, the British Empire the Roman Empire the Greek Empire they were importing stuff all the time into their empire into their central area and they grew and grew and grew and then it, but eventually they started to collapse now why did they start to collapse well there's a whole myriad of reasons of course but one of them is because they were reliant on these external sources, they were not producing their own. And when the external sources started to, to stand up and be counted and say, we don't want to be part of this anymore, suddenly they lost their supply. Or if they wanted to continue to get their supply, it cost them a whole lot more. My point being, if we, we need to learn from history. Now, as I said, there are a myriad of reasons why Rome collapsed and and, and um and Greece collapsed and, and, and then it, the British Empire collapsed. But one of them, one of the serious reasons, I believe, was the reliance on importing their needs. And when when the empire started to break down, that accelerated all the other factors that were involved in the decline of those empires. It it wasn't the cause, but it was an accelerant to feed the problem. We need to start looking not only within our own households, but within our own countries to be more self-sufficient which is the whole point of this particular video, self-sufficiency yeah. and, and the desire to to, to consume needs to be, to be controlled and reined back because not only are we wasting money, but we're making ourselves reliant on external sources to make us comfortable instead of being able to make ourselves comfortable within what we already possess and have and can produce ourselves. And if we can't do that, It's not a case of we we won't thrive. We probably won't survive if it all goes to the crapper. So we need to start changing our mindset. I'm not talking spiritual guruism here. I'm talking basic down-to-earth, everyday psychological concepts. Why am I not happy? Why am I having to fill a void that exists? Why is the void there? What is that void? Why does it exist? So we need to actively engage with our memories, to engage with our thinking, to say, you know what, this is why I'm doing this. This is why I need. This is why the void is there. This is what the void is, and this is how I need to change my thinking in order to remove the void. So I don't need to be a vacuum cleaner sucking in all of the rubbish. You know, there's videos on YouTube about um, the ten or the twenty. Worst infomercials, infomercials in America. The stuff, the crap they were selling, and people were buying it because A, it was on TV, but B, I've got to fill this hole. I've got to have something that makes my life better. Hey, I'm vertical and sucking air. My life is good. Yep. You know, I might not have a lot of money right now, but whatever's in my pocket is a whole lot more than what's in the pocket of somebody in Sri Lanka or Botswana i probably got a year's supply of their income, their yearly income in my pocket right now. So how bad can that be? So we need to start um, realising that we're not as bad off as we are, we think we are, and we need to realise that we don't need to fill ourselves with these things, you know? Um, If I was to show you the rest of my room up here, it's most, a lot of it's space for me. Luxury is space, not things. I've got a few bottles of nice red here of quality. I've got some quality furniture, but the rest of it is the ability to walk around without having having to turn sideways or to have to turn sideways for someone to walk past me. I've got lots of space. for For me, that is luxury. But that's me. For you, for someone else, it might be a tiny home in the middle of the bush. We all have our own ideas, but it's also we don't need to be Filling our lives with things, and but you if, know, if we don't have that change of mentality, we're going to be in a real bad state. Should or should it all fall down?
0: Yeah, totally agree. And you know what the irony is with those, especially you know, because you mentioned tiny homes. Those tiny, for what they are, right? They're they're very well designed, um, most of them. And so, provided people don't leave crap lying around, firstly, you don't buy, you don't have that much crap because you don't have place to put. Too much crap, but the crap that you do have, there's space to put it away. And for for the you know volume area that they have, they're actually quite oh you know, I'll be careful, spacious for what it is. But yeah, I, I, I'm I'm with you. Space for me is um space is is important. The ability to just have less less in, in a in a in a big space is so much better than everything chocked full. Yeah. And, and you um,
1: mentioned before buying quality. You know, you get a room that's got two or three quality pieces in it, It's a, it looks a lot better than a room that's full of junk.
0: Yep. I mean, we, I, I think before we were coming on, I was mentioning like when we moved back from Europe, we brought a whole bunch of stuff with us, whether it was clothes and appliances and pay their treasury bonds to their central bank.
1: Yep, exactly right.
0: So that they I mean, can continue to force consumerism on us.
1: And, so, and that brings us back to consumers because even the governments are guilty of having to Fill whatever void they perceive exists within their particularism or their particular dogma. And how are we going to get the public to vote for us again? Because we need that endorphin hit, metaphorically, to be elected again. And so it's all we 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 consume whatever it is the government says we need to have. We and and they try to pork barrel us, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, because we are consumed. We want to just suck it in like a vacuum cleaner. So we get back to the original point of this whole video, which is we need to realize that we are complete and whole and total within ourselves. We don't need to be consumers of garbage, of crap, of rubbish. We need to be looking at how we can get food that is that is valuable to us, not just looks pretty on the shelf, but actually nourishes our body, that we wear... Uh, clothes that we buy equipment that we buy furniture that it's even if it's secondhand it's quality not the modern rubbish that falls to pieces just so that we can say I have new stuff I don't need stuff what I need is satisfaction with my life and how do I get that well that's that comes from within not from without that's yep. where I get my satisfaction from so uh, we need to, perhaps what we could do at some point is, is um, invite a specialist in this area to come on for a webinar, uh, somebody more highly trained. I mean, I'm, I'm aware of the problem. I'm aware of the situation and I'm aware of what I can do for myself, but I'm not qualified to speak to other people about their particular needs or situations. But I'm sure I'm speaking to people right now who recognize what I'm saying within themselves. and they can go you know what i think i think that's right i have been buying rubbish and i've been buying lots and lots of rubbish because i'm not happy with myself i'm not happy with my life well i'm telling you now if if it all goes to the crapper you're going to be really unhappy with your life and nothing to fill it because it won't be there to fill and so how are you going to survive that let alone thrive so we need to become stronger we need to become tougher i don't mean become arnold schwarzenegger i mean psychologically tougher we need to become smarter we need to become more aware of what's going on around us and we need to be more aware of what we can do
0: we are not prepared where we are not practiced and part of being practiced and prepared is is having less stuff around you you know um just uh, on on what you said there um i have a couple of ideas of